Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. This is Pastor Carl Henderson and with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is April 22nd, 2021. And God has been so good. He has been so good. He woke us up this morning, started us on our way with the activity of our limbs. You know, I've learned some things uh, in this short time of life. And that is to be thankful in in all areas. You know, I I woke up, actually, I woke up to some uh, to some severe pain this morning. But, you know, I thank God that I was able to feel the pain or so I wouldn't have knew what something was wrong. It, it kind of made me laugh. This was one of the few moments that I that I laughed, even though it hurt it, because I actually thought I was dreaming. And I woke up and realized that that was not a dream. That was some serious, uh, serious pain going on uh, where I had pulled a, a muscle, um, you know, um, from from doing some some exercises and stuff, but you know, God is good to us. And if you've ever touched a hot iron, uh, got burnt by the stove, you know, fell off a bike or just, and you felt that pain, you know, that's that means that things are working correctly in your body because you felt it. And so, you know, I'm just grateful today for what God is doing and just thinking about some of the things that we don't like to think about. Um, we're going to go uh, into the word of God this evening, you know, and I, I was from Tuesday night through the day, my mind has just really been stirred. And if I just had this opportunity. You know, I want to ask you, if, if if this was the only opportunity that you had, what would you use it for? What would you do? Some would try to run out and get drunk. Others would try to, you know, I, 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 I find it very comical in the movies that uh, the world is about to end and you have a, a guy and a girl that's, well, I don't want to die a virgin. You know, um, and so you're going to you're going to commit this act and then you're going to die and and go into judgment because as so many people have stated, God understands. And he does. Trust me. Um, Well, I guess that's I think that's a poor statement to make. Trust me. No. Uh, Trust God. He does understand. He does understand. And so there are a lot of things people would do. And, and I was just thinking about that. Um, listen, before we go there, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. Um, and so uh, that's what we're talking about. What God, the spirit of God is doing. What, you know, the Bible said, the scriptures, what we read from Genesis to Revelation was inspired by the Holy Ghost. It, the, the Spirit of God moved upon man and inspired them to write. 
uh, and thank God because everything that we need to know has been written uh, for us. You know, reading and understanding what you're reading is so important. And uh, that's why during the, the time of slavery, um, they didn't want people to read because it was it, it would change their lives because you were coming to knowledge truth. And so you can't manipulate people that have knowledge. The Bible said my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so you want to grab hold to some knowledge uh, because it empowers you and you want some wisdom so you know how to use it. And you want an understanding. Uh, the Bible said in all you're getting, get an understanding. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, we're, we're going to talk about the uh, Acts. And, and actually, I'm going back to the second chapter of Acts because this was really on my heart um, after Bible class on Tuesday. And um, we're talking about, in Bible class, we're talking about those dry bones you know, you ought to tune in and listen because those dry bones is, 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 has come to life. Um, it, that has fulfilled. It didn't happen. It happened. Ezekiel saw it. But as far as the physical element uh, occurring in, a, in the history of time was uh, not too many generations ago. And so we need to really be mindful of the fact that because when God speaks and says something is going to happen, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. It's going to happen at the appointed time. And so the Bible tells us in the second chapter of Acts, uh, reading verse 36 to 40, it says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, man and brethren, what shall we do? That's a legitimate question. What shall we do? What are you doing? Or are you following the instructions that the Lord God has given? Because that is exactly what Peter is doing at this moment. He's following the instructions that Christ had given them. And it caused the others that heard what he said to ask a question. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ for the remission. Baptism is for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For well, the purpose is unto you and to all and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words, many other words, many other words, did he testify and exhort saying, save yourself from this untorn generation. That's what we need to be doing and that is saving ourselves from this untorn generation now some of you listening some of you that hear this don't have that much time left 
Some may have a few days, some may have some years, but there are others that don't have the extended time that they think they have, and they're aware of that. It's something about being in contact with reality that helps you to understand life is a temporary assignment. So you need to save yourself. It would be nice to talk about, uh, you know, you're going to be blessed. And I, I told Cornerstone what to do to be blessed. And, and I've heard of some blessings just within the same week or so after uh, we've come through our consecration and, and given them and they were blessed. But that's not all that you want. You don't want just blessings, but you want to be saved above everything. You want to be saved. That is the whole purpose that Christ came, is to save. You know, the stewardess or steward or flight attendant, you know, they encourage you uh, before taxiing to the, to the runway to save yourself. In the movies, it looks very romantic to save someone else you know, first to, you know, and then some even die in the process. But, you know, um, but unless you save yourself, what good are you? If you don't save yourself, how are you going to help your husband, your wife? How are you going to help your children? How are you going to help your friends, associates, if you don't save yourself? Hmm. You need to save yourself, be sanctified according to the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Then you, uh, then you don't have to worry about entering into judgment the way so many others are entering in. Whether it's by accident by the hand of another, sickness, whatever it is, you want to be saved. The Bible tells us in Job 3 and 17, it says the wicked cease from raging, talking about death. Mm -hmm. Those that are wicked, doing things that are offensive to God, uh, they uh, that are abusive to others, they uh, cease when death come upon them. And the weary, those that are traveling, uh, taking this journey seriously and, and enjoying the benefits of the journey because the journey comes with benefits. Uh, I believe it's the psalmist that said that, that, we, that we have benefits every day. We just walk, we just take things for granted and instead of looking at the, the abundance of benefits that God give us. The weary are at rest. And that's what you want. You want to be at rest. Psalms 116 and 15 says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. He doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked, but he takes pleasure in the death of his saints because that means we are stepping out of time and stepping into eternity. Not only are we stepping out of time and stepping into eternity, 
we're stepping out of what we know exists into what we know exists, even though we haven't experienced it. But we believe God. We believed him. We believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And he's given us evidence of that while we exist during time. There's evidence. And so because we've seen the evidence, because we refuse to ignore it, then when we step out of time into eternity, we're stepping into a, 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 a situation that is precious, and that is to be in the presence of the Lord. Revelation 14 and 13 says, and I, 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 I heard a voice from heaven saying, right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, said the spirit, so that they may rest from their labor for their deeds, follow them. The things that they've done, the sacrifices that you've made, instead of enjoying the pleasures of sin, you decided to, to bypass that, surrender your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And, and there are great rewards for that. And so there, your labor is not in vain. Your preaching is not in vain. Your teaching is not in vain. Your witnessing is not in vain. The life that you live and share with others is not in vain. The obedience that you have unto the Lord is not in vain. And so therefore he said, those deeds follow you. I'm looking at that. I'm clocking it. I'm booking it. Uh, I, I have it written down. I got you. It all, it wasn't all for nothing. So save yourself. In other words, be consistent, have some tenacity about what you're doing for the Lord. 1 Timothy 5 and 24 says, some men's sins are beforehand, going before to judgment. And some men follow sins, follow after them. You want to deal with life and situations and things that you know need to be dealt with right now. Because once you step over, the Bible said as a tree fall, that's how it lays. So there is no change when we when we find ourselves exiting, this is the exit strategy. And that is to save yourself. There's nothing else that can be done when we transition. However we are, that's the way we remain. If I'm a liar, I, and then I, I will remain a liar throughout eternity. If I'm a thief, then that 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 spirit of, of that mindset of me wanting to steal is going to be there, but it's going to be a great torture and a great torment because of the fact that uh, all the things that people want to do that is offensive, that is abomination to the Lord, even they will have that mindset, but they will not be able to do it. That's hell by itself wanting to do something and can't do it. And, uh, and, and, you know, we're not even talking about the, uh, the, the fire that burns with, with brimstone, neither the lake of fire. No, we haven't even touched that and not going to get into that right now. But the fact that uh, you are stuck in a state of being and cannot change it, 
and seeing how others are rewarded. Seeing, uh-huh. The Bible said that Lazarus was a, uh, a beggar. He was a transit. And he would, he would go and he would be by the rich man's gate, hoping, hoping to receive food that, that the rich man didn't want. Uh, even the dogs was eating it. He was just hoping for some for some scraps. He was hoping for some kibbles and bits. Uh, you know, I, I, and the Bible said that Lazarus died. And then the rich man died. And the rich man looked up and saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham. And he said, he, he asked a question, and I'll paraphrase some of this, but he asked a question, uh, can Lazarus dip his finger in some water and cool my tongue with it? I'm tormented in the flame. And the answer was no, because there is a great gulf between us. There is a separation. So the rich man was able to see Lazarus, see that he was relaxed, that he was resting in, and was at ease from all the troubles and woes and the things that he had suffered during this life. How did he become a big? What happened? No one knows. The scripture does not get into that. So obviously it's not important. Just know that it happened. People are in situations because things happened. We don't know the, 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 the results. And, and it's not for us to criticize, but it's for us to help and to be an assistance to others. I would never. And I pray that you would never pass by somebody that is hungry. I was driving down the street and I saw someone, um, I was on my way to the office and I saw someone sleep where they were sleeping at. And so uh, I stopped, stopped, in, stopped at the store, stopped at McDonald's, grabbed them some food to eat and left it there for them to receive. You know, we should never, Ignore those opportunities and thank God for those that are that are not. Thank God for those that are that are helping to meet the need of others, because certainly we would want the same consideration uh, if it was us. Lazarus did not get that. The, the rich man did not support him, did not help him, had the means to do it, could have paid for a physician, could have could have gave him food, could have had a separate meal for could have did anything. And as a result, he was not saved. He showed no compassion. But Lazarus obviously was saved. Lazarus believed. And his belief was made unto salvation. The stewardess, hmm. The stewardess, the, the, the steward, the flight attendant. Listen, the entire purpose of the manifestation of, of God in the flesh was to save and is to save. Now, recall Luke, the physician, is giving an account to Theophilus. Luke 19 and 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Theophilus was listening and being encouraged to save himself. No, no matter what's going on around you, Theophilus, save yourself. Brothers, sisters, no matter what's happening, save yourself from this untorn generation. Don't believe the hype. 
Don't believe everything that's going on. I, I don't care where it comes from. Don't believe the hype. Now, this, the, the stewardess, the, the steward, the, the flight attendant says when you, uh, for you to buckle your seatbelt, when you see the illumination of the light, you know, to fasten your seatbelt so that you can be safe and secure. I'm telling you to fasten your seatbelts so that you can be safe and secure. Keep your seat. Uh, too many people are not keeping their seats. Uh, and so therefore, when turbulence hit, uh, they being tossed around, your seat, uh, uh, some of you, your seat is at, at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Others have seats at other locations. You need to get on your flight and you need to buckle up and stay in your seat at the appointed time. When you when your Bible class is in session, you ought to be there. When your uh, when your worship is in session, you should be there. Buckle and ready to go. It talks about that they have several emergency exits on the aircraft. Uh, each one is placed over the wing so that it, it, you have uh, optimum space. And so those that are near there, those that are sitting in those seats have to be able to help uh, others by helping, first of all, saving themselves, getting that door open so that others can escape. Uh, there is no fire escape in hell. There's no fire extinguishers. Uh, we are talking about the strategy plan right now of how to get out of, of when we exit, that we exit in the right direction and we wind up in the right place. They say when the oxygen and the air pressure um, is monitored and, it, and, and the mass, when there's a decompression there, the, the mass automatically appear in front of you. You need to save yourself and put that mask on. There was five women that did not have enough. There was five that had what they needed. And the five that did not have enough asked the other five, can you give us some? And they said, no, because if we give you what we, what, what we have, we won't have enough. And so the five that did not have enough went, tried to run back and get some more, but it was too late because the bridegroom came, the door was open and the five that was prepared went in. You need to save yourself. And so therefore you need to make sure that you have enough. You need to make sure that the oxygen is flowing. You need to make sure that you're inhaling and exhaling a praise unto the Lord. Some feel that they have a better plan than what God has given. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are those that uh, some of some that yes, 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 yes. Some feel that they have a better plan than God. A plan that can even wait until the last minute. I can wait. Uh huh. Those that excuse themselves from doing the will of God, from obedience to to what the watchman is saying. And all that, yeah, you're going by your own plan. You march into your own drum. And, and so a plan, your plan is so great that it has more uh, validity than God's plan. So many young and old have lost focus and are refusing to acknowledge God, meaning to worship in spirit and truth. Uh, some we've been talking about the dry bones. Some of those dry bones is dry praises dry elements of, of what is called 
or what should be uh, worship. Refusing to live a sanctified life, knowing that Hebrews 12 and 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Leviticus 19 and 2 speaks of all the, he said, speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, ye shall be holy for I am the Lord, for I the Lord God am holy. And so there's a state of being that we're supposed to be in, a lifestyle we're supposed to be about this life. And that is a life of holiness. And you can't be holy without being faithful to God, without being committed to him. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. You won't see the Lord. You need to save yourself. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God have made the same Jesus whom he crucified, both Lord and Christ. Undoubtedly, without question, Jesus is Lord. Not Joe Biden, not Kamala Harris, nor Teflon Don, Obama, Michelle, no, mm -mm. your favorite celebrity, personality, well, you know what they say. When they said it, it must be true, that's the devil. You believe a lie and be damned. That's what the scripture says. Believe a lie and be damned. What have people sold out? They're marketing. They're selling stuff. They're not the authority when it comes to God and his word. The Bible says that uh, that uh, the gift, he's given five elements. He's given five gifts for the perfecting of the saints till we all come into the stature of the Matthew uh, uh, of Christ Jesus. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some uh, pastors, teachers, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. And then say he gave a celebrity uh, administration Politics are there for the perfecting of his people. We need to save yourself. Save yourself. Uh, you need to do a check. Some have died on the down low. I'm talking about your celebrities and your person, those favorite personalities that, well, if they got, if they caught COVID, then it must be real. If they uh, listen, Listen, come on now. Let's be let's be real. Those people don't know you. They don't they don't know you. They love you. They love your money. They love you. They love your support. They love you because you make them popular. But let's be real. They don't save your soul. God does. Some of them have died on the down low to get a buck. Then they were overtaken by that spirit. So some some people have sold out. I was listening to an artist, uh, and they asked the artist that they that they go to that cask and couch, that they go to that place, you know, that you you surrender yourself in order to get what you're asking for, and their response was everybody has done uh, something. Now they didn't come out and say that they they didn't say that they did it, but they said everybody have done something, and what they're saying is true. I've have friends that are in certain industries and. 
And they said that when they went to meetings, they were told this is how you deal with the situation. You know, you don't be rude. You don't, you don't act crazy. You just say, I'm not, I'm not about that. And so when I was out, um, I met uh, quite a few in the Hollywood Hills working in at that time um, that were, you know, a number of things that, that happened, exposures that was that I um, encountered. Uh, and so, you know, and you had to just let them know that you're not about that. And so uh, the Bible tells us in Romans, the first chapter, because there's so many that, that know the truth. It said, because they, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into image, into an image made like to corruptible men and to birds and four-footed beasts and creepy things and, and statues of big pot-bellied men and, and six-armed women and, and people standing on top of dragons, you know, and on and on. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness the lust of their own flesh to dishonor their own their bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this call God gave them up to vile affection for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their heir, which was me. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, here we go. God gave them over to reprobate minds. Some people are minds have been seared. Some people's minds will not. It's not going to change because they. you don't want to find yourself yielding to, to certain spirits, certain elements, well, let's, to disobedience to the extent that you cannot stop being disobedient. There comes a shift. There comes a time where God said, he said, my spirit shall not always strive with men. So God will back off and leave, hey, it becomes a hands off. And therefore you are now dealing with, you need to save yourself. You need to get saved and stay saved. Mm. The Bible goes on to say, and they, because they refuse to retain God and their knowledge, God gave them over. Being filled with un, all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, uh, malignity, and whispers, bite biters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, such as COVID-19. 
disobedient to parents. People are out abusing others because of what someone said, which was a lie. It was not true. Evidence, there's evidence. There's so many things going on. This is why you got to save yourself. There is so much evidence of things going on around you. There are things secret, uh, even in the scripture, we read about societies within societies of those that are disobeying God. People are doing things that are, that all is doing is lining up with the word of God. But you don't know it because you're dealing with the tip of the iceberg instead of looking at the larger picture of things and saving yourself from this untorn generation. Disobedient to parents without understanding. Covenant breakers. You make a promise, you need to keep that promise or you shouldn't get involved in that situation. Without natural affections in place, unmerciful who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only to do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. The Bible says, now when they heard these things, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Are you listening? The Bible said, now when they heard this, when they heard the gospel, when they heard the exhortation that Peter had given. When the word has been exhorted, what are you hearing? Are you hearing the same thing that I'm hearing? If you're hearing the same thing that I'm hearing from the word of God, then we should both be doing the same thing. And that is living a holy life. A life that says I'm faithful. A life that says I'm bold. A life that says that I am the church. I am about this life. I don't have to say I'm a Christian. And I, I actually, I don't say I'm a Christian. Uh, and that's not to offend anyone, but uh, the Bible calls us the elect of God. Those that believe, those that saints. He's coming back with 10,000 of his saints. He's called us to sanctification. Not to what a man or a group of people decided that they was going to throw at us. And obviously what they threw stuck, but it don't mean it was of God. So the what are you hearing the same thing I'm hearing? Because we should all be talking the same thing and all living the same thing. It should spark some questions. When the word of God goes forth, it should spark some legitimate questions. Sometimes I, I ask at the end of the service. Cornerstone, um, is there any questions about something that has been said? That's an opportunity to enhance your life. That's an opportunity to get an understanding because it's not all about a hoop and a holler. It's not all about you uh, speaking in tongues. The Bible said in all you're getting, get an understanding. You need to make sure that you have clarity so that you can make proper application of the word of God so that you save yourself. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. We believe in the Holy Ghost. This is not a... 
as some have said, that was for back in that day, um, you know, someone misinformed them. The word of God is for today. The, the church has not been caught up. The um, Israel has not been saved. Uh, the final judgment has not occurred. So we are yet in Bible days. Peter responds to them, uh, what he told them, repent and be baptized the remission of sin in Jesus' name, was a fulfillment of Luke 24, 46 through 53. It says, and he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Where were they at? Jerusalem. They were in the upper room. And ye, were, and ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father. I send the promise of the Holy Ghost. That's what he's speaking about. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endured with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he, was, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them that he departed from them and carried into heaven. And they worshiped him. We worship God. They worshiped him. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. When we come to church, we should be coming with great joy. They didn't have a praise band telling them to have joy. They did not have anybody pumping them up. They had great joy because of the word of God. And because, yes, God was, uh-huh, the word of God. That was the great joy. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word uh, was manifest. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. And so we're great joy because of the word that they had heard and were, and they continued in the temple, praising and blessing God. And with many other words that he testified saying, save yourself, save yourself from this untorn generation. Listen, the Bible tells us that when they say peace and safety, uh, that you need to watch out. Now, there are a lot of things that are going on that look like the tide is turning. But listen, uh, someone asked me the other day, one of the, the saints, uh, believer, they said, what is happening? And they've asked this. And, and I told them, I said, you know, you see demonic activity happening right before your eyes. You see a manifestation. You see these demons that are jumping from person to person because they can those people are not saved and they're able to be used and they are, uh, that's demonic activity. The Bible said that uh, the love of many would wax cold. And it also says where there's more sin, there's more grace. You need to tap into it. You need to save yourself from this untorn generation. I want to press upon you not to compromise. Don't backslide because you want to get some trim, trim whatever it is that you think trim is. Don't, don't, don't leave God for it. Don't compromise. The Bible said, few there be saved. Will you be one of the few? Will you be one of the few? That's going to mean, that means obedience to the word of God. That means not compromising. 
That means being faithful. Oh, that means keeping your vow that you've made unto the Lord. And keep your vow that you've made to others. Don't make a vow. If you don't plan on keeping a vow, don't make it. That way you won't be guilty of that. In a moment of desperation, hopelessness, fear, what's in you? You know, a sponge, we put the sponge in the water. We put a sponge in whatever we soak it in. And when you squeeze that sponge, whatever is in it is going to come out. If the sponge has been in water, when you squeeze it, grape juice is not going to come out. Whatever's in you is going to come out. You need to save yourself. The Bible said those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can't call upon mama. You can't call upon daddy. You can't, they can't save you. God can save you. And you need to open your mouth up and call on Jesus. I want to leave you with this because Deacon Stephen, uh, a man filled with wisdom, and the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that he had wisdom and he, he had the Holy Ghost. He was lied on. They couldn't withstand the wisdom that he had. They didn't know what to do, so they hired a bunch of people to lie on him. And at the end of the day, they took his life. They stoned him. A bunch of mad men, the Bible said, as he, as he proclaimed the word of God, because that was his only defense as what was in him was coming out and they stopped at their ears. They stuck their fingers in their ears. They ran upon him. They bit him with a raw teeth. They acted like a bunch of wolves. The Bible said that he called upon God and he fell asleep. He need to be saved. Save yourself from this untorn generation. If he, I don't know what else to tell you right now, except what I've given you, and that is to save yourself. There's nothing greater. There's nothing better. But to save yourself, you need to save yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy for this time of exhortation that you have given. I pray and ask, Lord God, that you will bless each one that has heard your word and those that will hear it. Lord Jesus, to walk in faithfulness, to walk in obedience to your word for the saving of their soul. Lord God, help them to keep the vows that they've made, help them to be committed unto you, Lord Jesus, so that they may hear your voice at the appointed time. Say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, I know that you have plenty of goods and plenty of faithful rewards for us here. And ultimately, uh, when we stand in your presence, I ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Anderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here when the door is open or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. Remember the songs featured in, uh, by our respected, the respective property of our songsters and artists and their producers. You know, uh, certainly let's yield ourselves unto the Lord. There, there's no one greater than him. He's given us his hands 
to reach out to men and show them the way. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. And that is, so be blessed. God bless you, man.